most uh, popular artists in, uh, he's called in Israel the, um, the painter of the Tanakh, the artist of the Tanakh, is Yossi Rosenstein. Um, his artwork is featured in, in museums and in galleries around the world. And in sync with, thank you, Reza, very much. In sync with uh, tonight's Living Torah, if you, if you didn't watch it, Living Torah tonight is about how um, everyone um, has different talents that God gave them. And the Rebbe says that unless you know for certain that you're not meant to use it, the rule of thumb is that if God gave you a certain talent, you have to use that talent in the service of God. As the Torah says, in all your ways, you should know God. So on that same note, I wanted to share a story tonight about the Yossi Rosenstein's story, as he shared in an article to uh, Kfar Chabad magazine. Um, basically, uh, he um, comes from a long line of uh, rabbis, and uh, he's from uh, Bnei Brak, but uh, his family comes from Yishalayim in his on his father's side, He's a ninth generation of Hasidic Rebbes. And his mother's side, he is a fifth generation of other rabbis from the, come from the Vilna Goyim. Uh, he, was, he was born in Yerushalayim, and he learned in one of the top yeshivas in, in the, the Litvish and Lithuanian the yeshivish, uh, um, uh, yeshivas, and he learned Panovich and, and in Hebron, Yishlaim uh, Yeshiva in Hebron. Um, so, with this talent that he received um, in the seventies, he beca- he began seeing unusual success. All of his paintings were featured in various galleries, and he believes that his success is due to the fact that he specifically told um, this. Um, this, uh, uh, this this manager of this gallery, I know what the right word is, not, not an artist, but the one running the gallery, he told them that you you have to make sure that you're not that you're not going to sell any of my paintings on on Shabbos, and he was featured in uh, Aberbeck Fine Art in Madison Avenue, and uh, he really really saw a lot of success, and his artwork is is really. Um, uh, Throughout the world, he's like one of the top people that, that make paintings about the Tanakh. Interesting thing he said about the Rebbe. He said, I will not make a painting of the Rebbe because whatever I'm going to draw in my artwork, it's going to limit who the Rebbe is. And, I, and, I, and therefore, I can't make a painting of him. So he was um, living in uh, New York and he was sitting in the gallery one day and... Uh, there were a couple of people there, and there was a Chabad Chassid who visited the gallery. He used to come there every Tuesday or a Monday or Tuesday, and he used to um, play chess with the owner of the gallery. And while they're they're playing chess, this guy comes in, a man of means, looks at the different paintings, and he sees one painting that is expressing a theme, a verse of the of the Tanakh. He looks at the painting, and he says, "You know, I'm not really sure. I, I want to get this painting." But I don't know if it's sacrilegious or not to have a painting that expresses a verse of the Torah. Maybe it's the wrong thing. So this Chabad Chassid, who is, who is playing chess, he looks up and he says, one second, 
It's a very easy way to figure this out. Just ask the Rebbe. Ask the Rebbe if this is okay or it's not okay. So the guy says, you know, that's a good idea. So the Chabadnik took the, the um, catalog of all the paintings in this gallery and he gave it to the Rebbe. The Rebbe looked at the catalog and the Rebbe said, please keep this, I want to I hold on to this because I want to bring this to the Ohel of my father. So you could see that the Rebbe really valued what um, Yossi Rosenstein was doing with his artwork and of course this guy bought that painting. So the Chabadnik, he really wanted to bring uh, Yossi Rosenstein to the Rebbe for a private audience, seeing how the Rebbe valued his artwork, he really thought this was, must, must be something that has to get done. Anyway, so Yossi Rosenstein says, yeah, I'll, I would be happy to meet the Rebbe, but the Chabadnik's like, no, not so fast, you have, in order to meet the Rebbe, you have to go to a Fabrengen of the Rebbe first, you have to go to a Hasidic gathering first. So he found himself with his four-year-old son at the uh, uh, one Saturday night, there was a Fabrengen, and uh, he was went on for many hours, and he was amazed to see how his four-year-old son was just like glued the whole time uh, to the Rebbe. And at the end of the Febrengen, after many hours, he went together with his son, and his son went over to the Rebbe and shook the Rebbe's hand, and he said, Rebbe, be healthy and strong and never get sick. The look, Rebbe looked at him and looked at his, at, 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 at his son, and this, he was taken by the Rebbe's look, and he decided, I need to be here, I need to be connected to this man. Anyways, he, um, he was invited uh, by the Rebbe's secretariat to come for an audience. He, got, he called him up and said, Yossi, come right away, come quickly. So he comes to 770 at the appropriate time, he waits for two hours for an audience with the Rebbe, and at that audience, the Rebbe told him that he needs to uh, develop the talent that he has. Rebbe said to him that the talent of being a painter, being a, an artist, sorry, an, ar- an artist is a gift from God, and you have to use it for the benefit of the Jewish people. And Rebbe said to him, don't just keep this talent for yourself, to use this talent for others as, as well, and you should make a um, school for, for artists to learn how to, how to paint. Uh, because among the religious world as well, the Rebbe said, there are those who are talented, but they don't have a place to study. There, there are Jewish religious uh, men and women, in other words, that are talented artists, and they don't have a place to learn. So Yossi said, I didn't know what the Rebbe meant at that time, um, and I, I asked myself, can I really run a school? Is that something I want to do? Never didn't tell him exactly when to start, so just like you know, put put in the back burner in his mind. And the day he came back to Israel, he was invited to this klezmer evening, a musical evening. And at this evening, there was a man named uh, Zvulun Hammer, who at that time was the minister of, edu- of education in Israel. And Zvulun Hammer turns to uh, turns to him and he says. Uh, Yossi, I heard that you're doing you're really successful in the world of art. Why don't you make a school for um, for for t- t- teaching art to young people, teach people how to how to, how to how to draw? So at that moment, it clicked. What the Rebbe told him, I didn't. He didn't hesitate for a moment, and he said to this minister, "I'm I will do this, but on condition that this is a school for religious people. That means it should be a men and women should be separate." 
and uh, I don't want to learn about the the history of the artists. Rather, I want to learn, I want to teach them the history of the art itself, um, and and how to make art. And he says the Jew, the, the the Haredi community, the religious community, doesn't have a place. It's you guys, you're not religious people. You have all kinds of places you can study about art, but the, the Haredi, the religious community, doesn't have any. And I'm willing to make an art um, school, but on condition that it's just for religious people and done in a religious way, separate men and women. So Zwonhammer says, you know what, you're right. Um, and he felt, said Yassi, Yassi said, I felt that the Rebbe was speaking through his throat. Um, and, and I had no idea about how to run a school. And the um, officers, the members of the, uh, of the office of, the, of education, they guided him throughout this whole process. They gave him a budget and they helped him. And his school developed into a um, network of schools for art, one of the one of the top networks of schools in Israel. Um, the um, he started off with first a, a girls' school, and then he opened actually a school in Shikun Chabad in the Chabad neighborhood in Lud. He said since this whole network was made just because of the Rebbe's inspiration, so it, he he said that you know there's a network of schools, but this school since it's in the Chabad neighborhood. And this is inspired by the Rebbe, so I should teach in that school. So he himself uh, started teaching there. And after that school started getting hundreds of girls come to that school and made already dozens of, of uh, galleries, um, Rosenstein decided to learn from the Rebbe's system of Chabad House, as he said, and let, let them run it themselves. Anyways, but... Like Chabad centers are, are, aren't run directly by Chabad headquarters. Each Chabad center is run by itself. So that's what he decided to start in his, in his galleries, in his um, art, art schools as well. Anyways, um, he, um, he said one year, it was the second night of Hanukkah, he got a su- surprise telephone call from Rabbi Shmuel Butman, and he asked him to come immediately from Borough Park to Fifth Avenue, um, and to uh, and to get there uh, to light the the world's largest menorah. So he had forty five minutes to get there, and he started to fly, as he said, on the on the uh, street. And uh, as an Israeli, he didn't take with him his coat, and he got there at the last moment. He stopped his car, and uh, he goes up to the. I think I'm not sure what they use in the Fifth Avenue. A menorah, a cherry picker, or something like that, to uh, to to get up there. But as soon as he he um, got up there, he's so and he only has this little little jacket. He started to shake because he was so cold, and it was very difficult. He said to say the brachas, and um, and he he started to light the the candles, and uh, there's a special. Um, uh, Thing that he was using that they that they used there on, on to light the menorah, so, it should, so the wind shouldn't blow it out. But whatever he was using, whatever this, this container that he was using, he couldn't let go of it because it was so cold. It just became attached to him. So with all of his might, he said, "I got back to my car and I put on the the, the heat." But after uh, and after thirty minutes, I started to thaw out a little bit, and I was able to pull my hand out, out of the off the metal container. And afterwards, I, I went to my uh, hotel, and, I'm, I, and I got a fever for a week. 
And he said, I'm not sure where this comes from. This is what he said. It was told to me, as what he said, from the Rebbe's office, don't get arrogant. I guess what that meant was that well, he, he did a really heroic act. But don't feel so great, great about yourself. I'm not sure exactly what, what, what um, the story is behind that. That's what he said. He also said that he met many, many tzaddikim, many rabbis, but from the rabbi he said he learned how to look at the world. He said, for example, he asked the rabbi for a blessing for success. And the rabbi gave him a very unusual advice for success. The rabbi said that you should always try to be a spider and not an ant. He didn't know what the rabbi meant. The rabbi explained. The rabbi said an ant does one job and stays in that one job. But a, a spider is a little more independent, a little more original. It weaves a, a web from east to west and north to south. And in other words, I was saying to him, think big. Don't focus on just one little thing. Be open to other things so that you're able to you know, fulfill your mission in this world. Um, and he said that this, this advice of the Rebbe really gave him a lot of... He, he thought about this, this, this parable about the ant and the spider many times and the more he delved into it he understood that although uh, a, a, a spider has more eyes and sees better than an ant uh, who is almost blind but the spider doesn't only use its eyes the spider also feels the tension in the, in the web and that tension is what guides it. In other words don't only live just with your eyes don't judge people just the way they appear to you. You also have to use your sensitivity to be able to, to, uh, to feel people. And Yossi says, that's what I, I do today when I, when I speak to someone, I try to feel them out, not just um, when someone calls me on the phone, he says, I try, I don't know who the person is. I feel that I, 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 um, I, I try to, I feel who the person is, he says, even though I don't know what they look like. And that's something he said that the Rebbe, it's not Ruch HaKoyesh, not divine inspiration, I don't have divine inspiration, but he feels that this was something that the Rebbe guided him especially to be, to, to sense like the spider, not just to see with your eyes. Um, he said this, this advice, be like a spider, really um, gave him a lot, of, a lot of guidance even today. Uh, he made many, many paintings of, about, the, about Judaism and about the Tanakh. And uh, more lately, he makes uh, uh, more realistic photos, which are uh, which are which are which are somewhat connected to to um, Judaism. And he said, "I learned this from the Rebbe: be like a spider, not like an ant." So he, therefore, he's developing his field not just to Tanakh, not just to Judaism, but also to more realistic photos and connecting them also also to uh, Judaism. A uh, bottom line is that uh, uh, wherever we are in the world, whatever Hashem has given us. Uh, we have to use that that talent and not to be uh, squeamish, not to be bashful about it. On that same note, I'll just share one more story. One of the Rebbe's emissaries to England is Rabbi Feivish Vogel. Rabbi Vogel uh, once visited the Rebbe for a for Brengen, and he really wanted to be uh, close up and to hear the Rebbe. But he was not successful, and he was... He was uh, far away, and he was thinking, like, I can't hear one word the Rebbe is saying. Should I open a chumash? Should I learn something? Is it respectful to learn something? And at this, uh, so he couldn't hear anything. 
and the um, the Rebbe finished the, the gathering, and after the gathering, the Rebbe distributed wine, koishal bracha, from the wine of blessing. When Rabbi Vogel came by, the Rebbe, the Rebbe said, "Where were you? I was looking. I was looking for you." The Rebbe said, "Enough." Being nechbal akel, nechbal akel means being squeamish or being bashful, or being, you know, keeping to yourself. The next day, the Rebbe gave out dollars. When he passed by the Rebbe's the Rebbe by dollars, the Rebbe said, "The main success you have is by not being nechbal akel, by not being, you know, bashful." So the next Shabbos, on based on the Rebbe's instruction, he got a couple of friends who are a little bit more muscular than he was. And they muscled him in to get a place right in front of the Rebbe. We were able to hear and a wondrous, amazing uh, gathering. And the next day, when he passed by the Rebbe, the Rebbe said, Thank you for not being nechba lakelim. Thank you for not being uh, squeamish. And he says himself that all the success he has in England as the Rebbe's emissary there, it's always the success he always sees is when he's not nechba lakelim. He's not just squeamish. He stands up and he, and he goes out there. And that's how he gets the job done. So, um, the uh, just another amazing thing is that he's there, you know, among thousands of people. And the Rebbe said, "I didn't, I didn't see you." You know, like the Rebbe's, you see, look at when you watch the videos. The Rebbe's ring, and the Rebbe looks around, not looking around. The Rebbe's seeing every single person. Where were you? Anyways, bottom line is for the uh, idea I'm trying to present tonight is that uh, to be like a spider, not like an ant. And to think about where Hashem has placed us in the world, and to think about the mission that Hashem has given us, where we are, in 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 our the circumstances that we're in, the time that we're in, and the place that we're in, the Shabbos we're talking about how Tzemach Tzedek um, told this Chassid who wanted to move to Israel, make here Israel, and how the Rebbe says that means to focus on the time and the place and the circumstances that you're in, and to give your all into where you are. But it's not a contradiction to this idea of being a spider, because when you focus on where you are completely, it it has a ripple effect to many, many other things, and connects to, in the words of the Rebbe, to spread to the east and the west, north and the south. Bottom line, to think about the talents that God gave us, the circumstances God gave us, and to invest ourselves to make here Eretz Yisrael, to make this moment holy. And this is the best way we could tip the scale and bring Mashiach immediately and so that these days, the other three weeks, should be transformed to sasun, l'simcha, meidim teim, to joy and happiness and to a yontif. And it was a good vach, a freilich vach, a chaldavit, a freilich vach, a David, a